self out there podcast world. You're now tuned in to Patinico Presents. Stay with me. And I'm your host, Dennis. And it's been a long time coming. Like the podcasts have been, well, absent, right? We ghosted. And it wasn't because of anything other than we have to get done with the current truck that we're building. So our studio has changed a little bit. We were coming out of a 56 Task Force era truck. Now we're coming out of an advanced design era truck. And it's a stripped down version ready to be rebuilt. So the sound quality might not be quite the same. But nonetheless, we're going to go on with this podcast. Today, what we're going to be talking about is the Dino's Get Down. Now, we've had this podcast and I was holding it because we weren't quite sure if the Dino's Get Down was going on. But it's been confirmed a while back that it is going to go on. Now, there are a couple things that you do need to take note of and do need to adhere to. First and foremost is... You're going to have to wear your mask and practice the proper safety distancing. So a lot of people went through a lot of trouble to pull this event off. And this being the 10th year of the event, it's going to be a huge thing. The projected number of vehicles showing up is going to be astronomical for the simple fact that there hasn't been very many things for people to take their rides out to and the virus, period. Now, they're able to have this venue and do this show for all of us. Now I'm with you guys. Like some of you don't like wearing a mask. I'm the same way. I don't like wearing a mask, but I tell you what, I do want to participate at this event. I do want to be at the event and take part of it. So I'm going to adhere to the law that is set forth, which is wear your mask in part for social distancing. So it's not a big deal. There's no gray area here. Either you wear your mask, get to come in and mingle. You don't wear your mask. Well, you just, you don't get to come in and mingle. <laughs> I guess you could take a, you know, if you had a drone, you could fly over and then bring it back to you and look at the video that you shot. You know, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. So, like I said, it's either you wear your mask and practice the social distancing or you don't wear your mask and you don't get to do anything. As I said, I'm going to be doing it because I want to be a part of it. LS Fabrication is going to be there. Patina Code is going to be there. Jay Branch, representing 3100 Apparel, and WrestleMod Air is going to be there. LMC is the headline sponsor. There's going to be a host of other people there, other companies being there. And uh, I look forward to meeting some of those people and being there. So once again, people, just let's do what they're asking. We should be thankful that we even get to do this. I I'm excited about it. I've never been, and I was kind of bummed that it wasn't going on because of the virus now all of a sudden it's going on i was like oh i caught a resurgence so <laughs> let's jump right into this interview we're going to be talking to richie today and he's as close to the show as anyone aside from his wife who's actually the one behind the scenes doing all this stuff and uh we're going to jump right into this and get going thanks for coming on and taking your time out to do this this evening i appreciate you doing it man how you doing I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just sitting here. And we were talking in the last podcast about the get down. And I told the person I was talking to that the next podcast was going to be with somebody that was really close to that event. And then here you are today. So <laughs> <laughs> it worked out, man. It really did work out. And I was glad that, that you had time to do this. So for the people who don't know much about it, just tell a little bit about the scene and, and what goes on there at the Dino's Get Down. All right, all right, cool. So, 
Eagles get down, we like to consider it more of a party, kind of like a family get together, more than a show. But to this date, it's the biggest C10 show in the nation right now. Last year, 2019, our biggest show, we had roughly 1,600 show trucks out in the parking lot, not including vendors. And it's just a place to come hang out, see friends you haven't seen from across the states. You know, there's a lot of people we know on just social media alone we never see in person. So it's that time, get together, have some fun, have some drinks, have some good eats kind of party, just have a gather, gather around and kind of do what you need to do. And the wife and I, Krista, she took it over in 2017 was her first get down. Dina was having it at the his appliance store. And uh, she's kind of blown it up a little since then. So uh, for 2020, the get down is gonna be its 10th anniversary. And a little background on the get down is Dino started this in his own little house with about five to ten of his buddies. They all wanted to have like a little pre-show get together right before they all go to the good guys. Dino always planned it around the same weekend as good guys. They all used to hang out. Then the next day they get in the, their trucks, they go cruise, and they all cruise to the good guys. Go hang out, good guys, do what they need to do another little party afterwards and then kind of go from there and it's just been kind of a little tradition for him in the past 10 years and it's gone from his house to his appliance store and his appliance store being a couple hundred trucks two three hundred trucks and now where we're at at westgate in phoenix arizona 1600 trucks and now we're looking at having even more than that this year um last year we had give or take or so 50, 55 vendors. We're already up to 60, 62 vendors plus, and they're still growing right now. We asked for more room. We're going to get it. 2020 is going to be a two-day event. So first day is going to be all Chevy truck, all vendors, things like that. Saturday, anything Chevy, Chevy powered, Chevy vehicle, anything like that, you're, you're more than welcome to come. And then just kind of hang out on Saturday while it's going to do like a Chevy swapping as well, too. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. And I'm excited to hear about it. And I'm hoping that I can be present when that gets around here. And so right now, everything is still a little uncertain, but you guys are still planning and, and going on as if this is going to happen. And what's the date? on the show, the actual date of the kickdown. So what we have planned right now, that's not set in stone, November 13th, November 14th. Okay. That's what we're shooting for. And it's only up to the venue, which is Westgate, to give us the yes or the no so far. But that's what we're shooting for. And we always, it's always in November. And it's usually always the same weekend as good guys. But this year we're going to change it. We're going to be after SEMA, but before good guys. So that's what we're shooting for. Hopefully it happens. You know, obviously all the COVID virus stuff kind of threw a little monkey wrench in the whole system, but that's what we're shooting for right now. And she just started getting back on, on the net and continuing things. And 
asking more people to bring their vendor applications and people are coming in. They're still, they still want to come. So people, people and vendors still want to come and they still want to go on. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it regardless until we get that final no. We're going to keep going and planning as it's going to go happen. Right on, right on. So if, say if I wanted to be a vendor, what is the process to, you said vendor application. How would you submit the vendor application and where is it downloadable or how would you go about that? Correct. It, it is. And it's, um, so we got, we do have the website. It's dinosgetdown.com. You can go on there or we're also on the other two social medias, Facebook and Instagram. And so you can just go on either one of those and just message or email and you'll find the, you'll find the vendor application there. Fill it out. Kind of let us know what you, you want. Then just submit it and, you know, we'll just, we'll kind of go from there. We, we kind of basically go through everybody that's going to come in. We're going to have a lot of people because we, we do have a ton of people that we're applying and we just got to pick who's going to work out. And we're trying to keep it mostly, you know, C10 truck hot rod related. Right. So it's not like one of those ones where you're just going to see a bunch of non, non-related, non-automotive related stuff. Everything will be automotive related right now. Um, but yeah, just fill up, basically just fill out the vendor application, submit it. It's always my wife that's, that's always running it behind, you know, and her talk behind the scenes, but it's always the wife that's doing it. And she'll contact you and just kind of go from there. And, you know, we we always have our regular people and have been supporting Dino for the past 10 years. And we have our regular Arizona people like AD Pro Performance, Switch Suspension, Dirty Dingo Motorsports, Delmo Speed, um, SoCal Arizona, Courtesy Chevrolet. You know, those are all people that always come each year and support him. And then we're going to have a bunch of new ones that she's announcing here pretty soon. So everybody just kind of needs to keep an eye on the website and social media. And she's about ready to let you know who who are the new people coming and who are not. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's going to be, that's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty surprising for some people. And that's an exciting thing. Like the whole, just the whole culture of just automobile. Never mind that it's just for trucks, but that something like this can evolve from a garage, a driveway, and manifest into something this big. And that's just pretty cool. And it's something that everybody can enjoy. And it's talked about. A lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people are talking about it and hoping that it goes on. I hope that it goes on. Whether or not I make it, I still hope that by this November, you guys will put on that show. Yeah, like, I, I still feel like either way, we're going to find a way to do it regardless. You know, whether, whatever the day they may be, it's, we'll still find a way to do it. So it, it's just one of those things. It's a bucket list. Like, we have people come flying from across seas, like Australia, you know, over in Europe. You know, people driving from Canada, people coming from Mexico. It's You get a vast majority of people that are taking time out of their, their day just to come over here and just chill with us. And that's realistically what it is. You're, you're coming down to hang out and meet Dino. And for people who just don't know Dino in general, he's, he's just a super nice, super chill dude. 
everybody calls him Big Cat because he's, he's all into cats. He just loves cats. <laughs> and uh, he's just a, he's just an all-around nice dude that just wants everybody to come have fun. And the other thing that's what's great about the show, it's 100% free. We don't charge to get in. You don't We don't charge for you to show your truck, anything like that. The whole show is free. Back in the day when he had it at his appliance store, he used to provide food whether it be his own family making stuff like meatball subs or stuff like that or, or providing pizza. Um, that's how he used to do it back in the day. Now with the new Westgate venue, they want to use their own venue for food. But other than that, the whole thing is free. And all you got to do is just come and enjoy the scene and just enjoy what's out there. Right. Cool, cool. So now... Is it a gathering or is it a show? Like, is there awards at the end or is it just everybody show up and everybody's checking everything out? It's a gathering. Okay. Um, there's 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 no awards. You know, Dino has talked about doing awards, but we get so many trucks. Right. It's it's super hard to do, to do something like that. Now now Dino has his own little spot that he loves to do, like a top truck. And it's, you know, just stuff he's seen people throughout the year building it for, most of the time it's for SEMA or something else. And, you know, he just, he gives them their own section. So we got kind of like a top truck section. And it's gone from a couple of trucks to, I mean, last year I think we had 25 top trucks. Okay. And it's just random stuff, you know, stuff from SEMA, stuff that's been showing off on other shows or, or some that specifically wanted to just come to the get down and show at the get down because now the get down has become such a huge thing. People are just building their trucks now to just come to the get down and show at the get down. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's good. So this is the tenth year. So it's safe to say that since it's such a a huge thing, that it's going to continue on for another ten years. That's his hope. You know, that's what he's hoping to do is every year something new and just keep going and going until this thing dies off. But it's only gotten bigger since he's done it. You know, we don't really see it dying off anytime soon. And that's the way he wants to keep it. It's it's his little thing to give back to the community. He gets so much from the community all year. This is kind of his way of giving back to everybody. Is how he puts it. All right. So... Not only, you know, are you affiliated with the show and stuff, but you are like myself and you're an at-home, do-it-yourself project truck builder and you got some some nice trucks. And right now, you're working on the task force truck. So, you're going to be putting an LS in that, correct? Yep, yep. Doing that this year. So, now... We talked a little bit last week about that. And so what are some of the things? So as I guess as first, you know, as far as the task force era truck goes, what would be, you know, the way to put it in or anything that you've run into? And then just in general, like LS swapping in a motor. So the, I've been pretty much working on C10s for quite a while. I've, I've owned my task force for about 22 years now, and it's it came 
I, I, when I originally built it, it was a small block Chevy swaps, which is great. Worked out great. You know, original suspension, things like that. But came to a point where I needed to just update and basically wanted to do a full suspension update. And then, you know, by the time I got to that, it was like, well, you know, I kind of want a little bit more power. And then LS was all the craze. So kind of just started doing a little homework on that and ended up buying myself a six liter and a 4L80 so I can LS swap a cameo. And just started doing my research, you know, what it takes to fit, how to, how to slide it in there and things like that. And my, my truck has always kind of been on, on hold a little bit. I've, I've always wanted to do a lot of expensive, nice stuff to it. So I've always kind of taken my time. So before I got to mine, I, I, I LS swapped the wife's 65. And then I've just put like a 48, 4L60 in that. Just kind of get, get my rows going and kind of figure out how it is. And so her, her truck ended up being my first. LS swap and it, it was super easy. It was, it was super easy to put, you know, that LS in there. The, everything is pretty much free fact now. The, the LS has been around for, for for more than twenty years. It came out in '98, and LSs are available from from '08 to '13. So they've been around forever, and they're they're the next generation of small blocks. So, and then just like everybody knows, it's it's LS off the wall. Everybody puts them in everything. So. No matter what part you're looking for, and for the most part, it's prefab. So nowadays, your your average blue collar guy that's building them in the carport of the garage, he doesn't have to get crazy and fabricate stuff. You you can literally buy stuff off the shelf if you wanted to, and if you just wanted to get it done, you can buy all those parts and just get it done. And you know, I bought motor mount adapters and everything from Dirty Dingo. All that slid right in, super easy, no trouble. I bought an engine harness from PSI Conversion. That all plugged in, hid very nice. Was able to put the PCM inside the cab underneath the seat. OBD2 port, everything was all there. Fired right up the first time. You know, everybody's thinking about how to how to do fuel injection, and I ended up just doing like a blazer tank on that thing, and you know, fuel injection hose in my own lines and. It came out super easy and super simple. And that 48 was a junkyard pull from a truck, 150,000 miles on it. I opened it up, put new gaskets on it, looked at it, make sure everything was good. Didn't even have to do nothing but paint it, make it look pretty, and it fired right up. It, it's that great. So now it comes time to do my truck. Well, I want to get a little bit more power crazy. So the six liter is going to get a full rebuild and I'll do some like flat top pistons. I got LS three heads for it. I got a nice intake manifold for it and throttle body and full exhaust and a cam and I'll do valve training. We'll do, I'm trying to shoot for something in the range of 550 to 600 crank horsepower out of that sucker and just kind of make it like a fun daily driver where with the overdrive, I can get in it any morning. I can start. I can take it to work every day, and if we want to go out of town, we can get in it, we can go out of town, and we can still get good gas mileage, high teens, low 20s, have a reliable, go have some fun over there, burn some tires off, and just drive back. And it's it's nowadays, it's super easy to, to just kind of LS swap anything. And, and the task force in general, they they got the same framework as just about all the other classic vehicles out there. And, you know, you got places like speed engineering and Patriot exhaust and stuff like that offering long tube headers. 
swaps that you don't even have to make custom exhaust manifolds or headers. They, they're pre-made and they're pre-done. And my Cameo has got a Mustang too. I'm using a speed engineering oil pan, speed engineering long tube headers, and it, it's all bolting right in. It's all ready to go. I'm going to probably make my own harness and hide stuff how I want to hide it. But for the most part, you can't go wrong with LS. Bang for your buck. You're going to get more horsepower per dollar than a small block Chevy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's the biggest turn on for, for people is the horsepower increase. It's not very hard to create a good amount of power with an LS. And it's not that expensive, really, unless you're trying to get crazy. You know. Yeah, unless you're unless you're trying to get stupid crazy, but the you know the wife's truck just in general, four point eight, they come factory, with about two eighty five to three hundred and five horsepower crank horsepower. They're always they're all underrated, right? And about three hundred and thirty foot pounds of torque, but it's simple can, the normal stuff everybody does to get them in there, intake exhaust tune, and then you just add a cam. That little 4.8 is well over 350 horsepower. 350 horsepower is more than enough to drive a, a short bed truck and and car and have some fun with it and burn the tires and do what you need to do and still get good gas mileage and it's not going to kill your wallet. You know, a cam nowadays in an LS is less than 300 bucks. You don't even have to change the springs from Brian Tooley. So you you have a vast amount of options out there and people always skip over the 4.8 because oh, it's the smallest one. Well, it's one of the cheapest ones. You can literally go get a 4.8 or 5.3 for less than 500 bucks complete. Panted intake manifold. And I find it a little weird that some guys want to do the carb swap on them because there's just some of those guys that are afraid of electronics. But the thing about it, now you're driving a new vehicle. Ain't no different than what you're driving as your driver now. Right. You're just making it more simpler. Yeah. You're not worrying about emissions or anything like that. The only electronics you're worrying about is what that motor needs to run, and that's it. So, and it's cheaper to to leave it in a factory form with the truck manifold and everything than it is to convert over to carb, because you still have to pay for a carburetor intake manifold, a carburetor, the MSD control box, and all that stuff alone just to make it run carbureted which is more than what you're paying for the motor itself right 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 and you know what it's like so people will take if you put a 327 online you know an old school 327 yep. people yep. are just crazy about the 327 okay and then you put a small block 350 two bolt main online, but you don't mention that it's two bolt. The first question yep. is, is that two bolt main or is it four bolt? Now, if I say, well, I got a 327, they say, well, I'll take the 327. Well, the 327 was always a two bolt main block. It didn't have four <laughs> bolt main. They didn't make it that way, right? So yeah. it's just that what gets ingrained in people's head. And that's going back to what you were saying about 
people are worried about the electronics with an LS. It, and as you made the point, it makes no sense. Your brand new car or your modern car is electronically driven, just like that LS swap's going to be, right? So, yeah, I totally yep. get what you're saying. So, and this is a question because simply I just do not know because as we said, I, I don't, I haven't never done it. So if I want to swap in an LS in my next build, what are the main things that I'd have to do? So there, there's kind of, there's kind of a couple ways to go about that question, but let's just, let's take, for example, your projects already has a small block Chevy in it mm -hmm. and you want to go to LS. Right. Realistically, you just need the LS itself, complete pan to intake manifold with the wire and harness with the computer. And then all you're actually going to need to actually bolt that, that into what your, where your small block Chevy is right now is just the motor mount adapters. Once you get that into place, you just need to figure out your exhaust. So it's either going to be exhaust manifolds or headers. And then your other ones, it's going to be your, your radiator hoses. You can leave your stock radiator if it's in good shape. And if it's already running that small block good enough, you just kind of get different hoses to adapt to the different sizes. Because the thing about the LS is it's, it's all metric. It's going back all to metric stuff. So a lot of it is different sizes and smaller. So the radiator hoses on an LS are smaller than your typical small block older stuff. But they have adapters. That's exactly what I did on my wife's truck is just run an adapter hose to keep down the size. And then you just kind of basically plumb for fuel injection for the fuel hose. And my, my thing is just replace all that carbureted stuff. You can leave the steel line as long as it's three-eighths. And get rid of all that rubber hose and just change the fuel injection hose. Or if you're fancy like me, just do kind of AM style. Right. And, and you tune the PCM to take out the VATS, which is the security, which somebody should easily be able to do that. Somebody really shouldn't charge you any more than 100 to $150 because all you're having to do is delete the VATS and it's just press a couple buttons and that's it. And it'll run on the stock tune as it sits, because that's exactly how my wife's truck is. It's on the stock tune, just the VATS delete. Mm -hmm. And then you just pay them a couple of extra bucks, have them delete all the emission stuff, get rid of all the EVAP, Rero 2, all that little stuff. Delete all those codes so you don't get a check engine light, and, and you're done. Now, if you want to do anything more than that, as far as cam and things like that, then you just pay a professional tuner and have them adjust for that. But to literally just get an LS swap in, you just need the motor mount adapters, exhaust, fuel injection tank and pump and lines and radiator hoses and the LS wiring and the PCM. If you do a Gen 3 and, and below, most of the early Gen 3s come with throttle cables and it's cable driven. So you can literally use any kind of cable-driven pedal, universal cable, and that's it. If you get one that's drive-by-wire, meaning it's it's uh, wire-driven and doesn't have a cable going through it, you just have to have the matching tack module, which is the auto actuator control module, 
and the matching gas pedal to whatever PCM you have, and then that's it. So, but to keep it simple, keep, to, just to keep it simple, you can just do the cable-driven one. Right now, if I went, so if I didn't have the cable-driven one, and I did not have the access to the PCM ECM, and I didn't have the throttle position sensors for the gas pedal, and out there in the engine bay, are there places that so I could be like, okay, I got this 5.3 LS and I need a computer to run it. Is there people that make stuff like that for it? Yep, there, there's tons of there's tons of companies and tons of places. And for the most part, what they're providing you is just factory stuff in general. Right. And again, going back to PSI conversion because they're one of the they're one of the ones that like to give you a lot of information on their website, but. You can, most of those uh, PCMs, like older Gen 3 stuff, the PCM is also the TCM. So the PCM, that computer controls both the, the engine and the transmission. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to upgrade to an overdrive, you could run one of the old 411 style computers, and that computer, just the one computer, will run both engine and transmission. When you get to the the newer style Gen Four stuff, it takes two, one specifically for the for the motor, one specifically for the transmission. Right. But you go to the you, you go for the earlier Gen Three stuff, which is more abundant, a lot cheaper. You're talking stuff for a five three six liter LS one LS two. That's that's all Gen Three stuff. Those are cheaper motors to get now because they're a little older. You can literally. You don't have anything but the engine itself. You can go to places like PCI and stuff like that and just tell them, I, I want this PCM because I want to run cable-driven. And they're going to give you basically that they're color-coded too. So blue-green is drive-by-wire and red-blue is for drive-by-cable. So when you start doing a lot of research, you start learning stuff like, well, I already know this PCM will run drive by cable, and you just have it flashed to four eight five three six liter LS one, whatever you want. Or this blue green will run drive by wire, and I just have it flashed for again four eight five three whatever. So that's if you literally just you don't know what if you don't know what that motor came out of, but you know what it is. There are still places to help you and say, this is what I want to do to my truck. What parts do I need? And they'll provide all those parts for you. And, Again, places like PSI, there's there's a couple of reputable shops and even independent people making harnesses too that know how to do this in general. They can do it with whatever throttle body you want to run, whatever injectors you want to run, whatever map you want to run. You can basically pick and choose and tell them, this is what I want, yada, yada, yada. They'll build it to those specs, and then you're good to go. You just got to buy those parts. Cool. Yeah, so... And I am, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm considering doing an LS, but not on the next build, but I'm considering doing it and I have no knowledge of it. Yeah, and it, it's, it's usually, you know, when I get a, I get a lot of questions about a swap because I, I post a lot of my own stuff online, my own trucks and the wife's truck being a lot swap. So I get a lot of questions about, well, how to do it? What did it cost? And things like that. A lot of the times, you know, I just tell people, all you really got to do is just like you're going to do with any new any new mod, you're going to just do a little background and do a little research. Nowadays, it's, there's so much information out there, it's pretty easy to find what you're looking for. And one of the biggest ones 
that everybody gets recommended to is LT1Swap.com. Now, LT1Swap.com is it's an older form, but it, it tells you how to do all LS stuff. And it's basically this guy depends a whole LS harness and tells you how to make uh, a standalone harness out of what you already have. And it's easy for the average Joe, average guy to do. And he also tells you, he kind of gives you sequences of what works with what, this works with this, this works with this, and so on and so forth. You know, there's Facebook's LS swap pages. A big forum that everybody likes to go to is the 67 to 72 truck forums, which has all trucks. It's got, you know, 30s, it's got the 40s, it's got the task force, it's got the C10s. It's got all the newer trucks. And if you start going to that forums, and there's, there's literally sections just for LS swap. And a lot of that beginner questions have already been asked, and you can just search it real quick, and you can find all your answers there. A lot of the ways that I did it was just ask buddies or ask friends. You know, Whatever you see on the Internet, hopefully that guy's nice. You can ask him a couple questions, and he'll point you in the right direction. But in general... There's so many pages and forums now, it's really hard not to find what you need nowadays. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I tend to, um, and, I, and, and again, this isn't to say anything against any forums because they, there's a lot of good ones. There's just, you know, there's always going to be some conflict somewhere. But yep. I've always chosen to get the hard evidence out of yep. the books, you know what I mean? And yep. that would be... And, and to be honest with you, there are LS books now. I actually have two of them. And they're literally called How to LS Swap into Everything or What Did It Take to LS Swap? I mean, you know, there, there are actually literally books out there that have that information, that have part numbers. Right. Have, you know, guides and stuff like that too. So... If you're one of those guys that wants to read it in a book, there's books out there. If you're guys that if you're one of those guys that likes to read forums, there's forums out there. If you're guys that just a Facebook guy, there's Facebook pages out there. There's basically anything that you like to read. There's magazines too. You can all you can find it in any forum that you want. And again, I know the forums are hit and miss because you always get that misinformation, but you need to take it just like how you're learning anything now, not just take it from one source, read a bunch of sources and see how that coincides with each other and then go from there. Exactly. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I was, that's what I was leaning towards because if, in, in my opinion, anybody out there listening that if you are trying to do an LS swap or if you're trying to, to do a transmission swap, my advice would be to find the book because then it's right there. You have that and you then you really don't have to rely on a forum because you get in contact with somebody. They might not answer you for two or three days because just because, you know, they're busy or whatever. They're not manning their phone yeah. watching to see if anybody's. So it's just in my opinion, I would suggest to people that are new to doing anything you know, anything, not just automotive related, but especially automotive related, I'd say spend the $28 and get the book and read about it. And then as you said, 
you can go online and see how it coincides with what someone's saying, especially if you're trying to mod something. They might tell you in the basic book, you know, you could do this, but then when you see someone else actually doing it, taking the steps to do it, and you see that their stuff came out right, well then, yeah, you know, reach out to that person and see if they're, and that's the other thing. Yeah, it's hard because you don't know how people are going to respond to you. And that's true. You know, you you may get that guy that is just tired of answering questions and kind of blow you off. Or you get people like me that just don't mind answering questions. And, you know, well, I'll show you pictures and how I did it and, and right. so on and so forth. But, but you know, my, my advice to the beginner, don't be afraid to do a swap because if you can do a basic small block Chevy swap, you can do a basic LS swap. And if you just want just to have an LS, just for the reliability, the the economy, the power, my best advice is find one of the older Gen 3 motors that's cable-driven. You don't even need to buy a donor vehicle. You just need to buy the list of parts you need. Get it in there. Just worry about getting it in there and making it run and drive and move. See how it feels first, and then if you want to do upgrades, go from there. Because then you already have the motor running and the vehicle's driving, and you're already doing what you need to do. Then from then you can figure out, okay, I want a little bit more power. Let's throw this in really quick, or I want to change this and let's do this really quick. Really quick. Then you don't have to set yourself back months and months and months because you're trying to figure out how to get this done, or you're waiting to do this. Get it in there and enjoy it, and then kind of go from there. Right, and that sounds like some solid advice, especially to someone that's that's beginning the transition from old school to new school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, they're they're so cheap now. You can buy some bare box, pretty cheap, couple hundred bucks, and if you really wanted to really build something. You can almost buy two LS engines cheaper than you can do some other bigger stuff and and go to town. You know, those things can handle boost really well. You have a, your choice of supercharger, pro charger, turbocharger. They're, they're even known to take nitrous pretty well. Realistically, the only thing you got to worry about is a good transmission and a good rear end. You know, that's those are going to become your weak point besides the motor itself. Right. you're not. You're not really going to hurt that motor. You're going to be hurting the other parts of the, of, the, of the vehicle. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you know, it's uh, it's always it's always that way. When you change one thing, there's always going to be a weaker link. And, yeah, you'd have to do yeah. basically do your research. And, but I'm like what you said. You know, you can just get you one because they are. They're up there in the horsepower. And if you're just wanting it just because you want the simplicity of being able to come out, fire it up, and roll, you know, just throw a stalker in there, paint him, dress him up, yep. get the valve covers to hide the coils, whatnot, yep. and and run it, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm seriously, you know, on one of these things we got sitting around here, we're going to put an LS in it. It's just a matter of when, you know. So, yeah, and I like having these conversations with people that's done it, you know, and they give their point of view. And I've seen, you know, on your page, you, what you've done, what you can do. And I know that you're reputable with the stuff that you're saying. And that's why I appreciate you talking about that. 
and it's and it's awesome, man, because I know that there is a lot of people that don't like the LS. They, you know, they're they're tired of seeing LS pops and stuff like that. But I really don't see it any different than what's already out there. I mean, there's tons of small block Chevys in the vehicle that are already there too. I mean, there's there's a vast majority of big block Chevys and stuff too. You know, you got Hemi swaps, you got Cummings swaps. I, I don't see why people want to hate on it just because there's so many, but in all reality, you're going to love it once you do it. You know, there's there's probably going to be some dedicated, hardcore, small box Chevy guy, Gen 1 small box Chevy guys. They're going to stay Gen 1 no matter what. And they want to keep that old school, old school. Uh, to those people that have it in the back of their head, well, what is it really like? Once you do an LS swap, you're going to be hooked. And now I don't want to mess with carburetors anymore. I've already <laughs> done my LS swap. I'm, I'm done with carburetors. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it all LS, and I'm going to go from there. And and I've been having fun in this little 4.8 that we have, and it's not a monster house. It's not a powerhouse, but it's more than enough to move that truck, have some fun, and do some burnouts. And I, I say for anybody that just wants to know what it's like to have an LS and just get that 4.853. Don't worry about your horsepower number. Just get that four eight and five three and just to throw it in there and see how you like it because once you get it in there and you're hooked, then you can do your big stuff, your cam and your heads and all that other stuff. Because man, one of the biggest easiest things to do on an LS swap is a cam, and most cams, good cams, get you forty to sixty horsepower depending on which one you want. So right. that four eight goes to 350 plus that 5.3 goes to almost 400 like a 5.3 at 400 horsepower is a fun ride yeah fun yeah. fun ride oh yeah 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 i know it yeah i know it and i think you know going back to what you said about people not particularly liking any modern engine swap i think it's just that they feel that the culture is starting to fade away but when you look at it i mean it's hot rotting that's that's what it is so you know you have some people that don't like anything built other other than completely stock you know like factory original so you know but then everybody's got their own thing but i don't think it's gonna fade away or erode away the culture because I mean it's there and you know the it's just the simplicity of it and being able just to get it in and enjoy it and I've, I know there's a couple people that's just that you know were die hard with you know carbureted and old school but then they realized that hey man I could get in this thing when it's 42 degrees in the morning and go out for a cruise as to where before you know you had to pump the gas, pull the choke, or dump a little <laughs> gas down in there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just whatever. And, you know, and then I'm one, of those, I'm one of those type of guys that I like them all. And I think that's part of my problem is I like everything. You know, whether it be completely 100% stock, restaurant, full-on custom, pro touring, pro street. You know, I'm, I like them all. I think, and that's part of the big problem too but you know there's people that call this LS swap stuff a fad it's not a fad it's here to stay 
And there's a reason why it's going to stay because just like exactly as you were saying, this is the next generation of hot rodding and budget building. I mean, I find it more can you, just like people were doing back in the day, pulling stuff from junkyards, uh, making stuff, making junkyard stuff work. This is exactly what this, a lot of this LS swap stuff is, is making junkyard stuff work. Yep. Getting horsepower. It's just, Nowadays, you get the best of everything because with this motor, you can drive it like an everyday normal truck and still go race on the weekend and still beat everybody's butt and have fun and and come back and drive your stuff home. Right. You don't got to load it on the trailer. Right, right. And that's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just the fun of it. But there's going to be, you know, the old school and then you got the new age. So... I'm like yep. I'm like you. I like all the stuff, and I can look at people's stuff and appreciate what they've done. And it's like me, you know. Um, I see a car that's got like we'll we'll take the task force truck for example. I see one that's like got modernized interior where it's all leather padded out, and it looks it looks dope. You know, I like it. Yeah. But me, I like to keep the traditional look. Like I might put different type knobs on there but i leave all the stuff in there and the reason for that is so that when people see it the younger people they don't see window cranks in their car you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so, they don't know what that is right <laughs> right and the vent window there is no vent windows that fold out you know so that's why i keep them more or less in their stock form and just put a couple little things here and there but I do not have a problem with somebody that's modernized their whole interior. You know, I mean, that's cool. And I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? It's like, that's pretty cool. It's just one of those things. It's just appreciating the work that people put into their personal builds. Like, not not everything is for everybody. You're not here to please everybody else. You're here to please yourself. And it's your money. Do what you want to that vehicle. Enjoy it. Don't let anybody tell you different just because they want to make your truck how they want to make it something different. Do what you want. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. I'm I'm with you on keeping it classic too, but I like them both because personally my cameo, it's going to get modern. It's going to look classic on the outside, but it's going to be modern everywhere else. And it's going to have power windows, AC, heat, modern radio, modern suspension, stuff like that. But there's also a side of me that wants to build another truck that's all all classic 50s, that's got all the classic and original 50s interior and classic steering wheel and classic outside and all the classic emblems, all that original look with just a hint of modern touch to make it drive a little bit nicer. Right. I like them both. And more than likely, I'm probably going to end up building another one that's just like that as well, too. So I'll probably have them both. But me personally, for my personal vehicle, my daily driver, I want my cameo that's got my looks on the outside of a classic truck, but it's modern on the inside. And it's a modern vehicle that I can enjoy and drive every day because I'm not going to spend this money and have it sit in the garage and only drive it on the weekends. I want to drive that sucker every single day and see what my money is going for and have fun with it. Take it out of town. Take it across the states. Put some miles on it. 
get the paint chipped, do everything, man. Just enjoy the vehicle. And there you go, man. And that's the perfect place to end this show today. But before we go, let everybody know where they can reach out to you at. So my my Instagram tag is bullet1374. And for more info on the get down, you can actually check out my wife's page at Chevy Only Krista. Both pages have what I'm building and get down related stuff. So check them both out. All right, man. I appreciate it, Richie, man. I do. I like uh, talking with you and you have good insight and I just like your work there. Like you know, I guess we're, we're, I guess I'm like drawn to what you're doing because we're pretty much doing similar things, you know, and <laughs> you know, you're putting in your time and you know, and that's what my whole deal is. The, the backyard guy, you know, the garage builds, carport, driveway, whatever you want to call it, but the do-it-yourself guy that, that's putting in the work and building his ride, and you got some sweet stuff. Next time when you come back, though, we're going to talk about your father-in-law's truck and uh, get a little deeper into that. How's that sound? That's a, that's a good truck we need to talk about, man. That's 66 Pro Street. That's awesome. It is, man, and that that's, again, you know, I like all the stuff. I like all of it it's pretty cool my uncle's got an s10 that's kind of like pro street style i mean way way narrowed yep. rear end actual drag type back half i mean but yeah when you come back we're going to talk about that and uh hopefully i'll be able to get out there and see you guys in person at the get down and uh get to hang out and kick it and definitely we will you know we're gonna have a good time we'll, we'll be talking stories and We'll talk some stories, bro. I got some drinks for you. We're going to have a good time. We're just going to chill and have some fun, bro. Have some fun. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on and doing this. Appreciate you having me, man. All right. Thank you, sir. That was Richie. And You're he's welcome. got thank a you. lot of insight, right. a lot of knowledge about the LS swap. And it just gives me that little bit more of a nudge to maybe go that route with the next build. Go check him out today on Instagram. Check out Patina Code on Instagram. We're going to get out of here, you guys, and this has been a really good podcast. I'm sorry it's been so long since we put any out. I've been really busy working on the current truck. For those of you who know partners with LS Fabrication, we are building a 52 Chevrolet Advanced Design pickup truck, and it's featuring all the panels that LS Fabrication has to offer. So for those of you who are building an early model Chevy truck, you can receive 10% off your sheet metal panel order by way of using the promo code, patina code on LS Fabrications website. At checkout, you type in patina code and you'll receive 10% off all sheet metal products made by LS Fabrication. Go check them out today. And while you're browsing the internet, definitely hit up my online store, patina code llc.equid.com and grab you some apparel and represent for patina code. Well, that's all we got for now, guys. Like I said, we're going to be back at you with some podcasts. I got some on deck. We're just going to start releasing them. Thanks for listening. Stay with me.